Hi, if you're keen to follow our podcasts on our website or view our webinars or learn more about our other services and products we are offering, please head off to semitonasonline.com.co for more information. Welcome to our first webinar, Reframing Purposeful Thinking for an Interactive Community Movement. And my name is Mario Carras, and on my left-hand side... I'm Peter Minson, and I'm the Anglican Parish Priest in Whangarei, Northland, in New Zealand. Welcome to one of our churches here in Portland. Thank you very much, Peter. Today is a special day because we're having our first webinar and we have a live audience. We can't see them, but we can see them. <laughs> and uh, we, we're happy to be able to, to launch this project. But unfortunately, this is also a sad moment for me because my brother passed away and also because of COVID. And I thought that we should start this webinar with the eulogy and dedicate also this webinar to the memory of my brother. My brother's name is Angus and he was born on the 21st of February 1962. Angus is the youngest son after my sister Benita or Bonnie and the second youngest in our family of five brothers and sisters. With only a one-year gap, age gap between me and Angus, we grew up quite close, not only as brothers, but soulmates, sharing very often the same friend circle, social life, school, university, and later he also became my best man at our wedding. He was a high achiever, high academic achiever at school and university, and although he qualified with distinction as a high school teacher, teaching was not his first career choice. While I was at university, he excelled academically and was offered a scholarship that would lead to him becoming a town planner. He was very excited about this prospect when he shared this news or this news with me and our belated father. At the time, apartheid laws governed South Africa and my dad felt that Angus eventually, as a qualified urban planner, would have to plan for segregated cities and towns. And so Angus was rather encouraged to become a teacher. Despite teaching not being his first career choice, he excelled as a committed and dedicated teacher and moved quickly up the ladder to senior management positions. However, his passion was his total commitment to the social and academic upliftment of his students, and which he often communicated to me at length over the phone. For me, Angus represent all the important qualities of an excellent leader and an entrepreneur. This I will list. Angus was a strategic planner who thought deep and hard about his tasks, goals and future and paid a lot of attention to fine detail and before starting any task or project. Conviction in 
ideas is the second quality of him. Whatever idea or goal Angus pursued, rest assured that he has done his due diligence and will always achieve his goal with excellence. He was a pragmatic realist and accepted people for who they were and could work with all types of personalities in a collegial and friendly manner. Angus had excellent mood-savvy abilities. He had the amazing ability to gauge the mood in a group or conversation, and then he used humour to deflate tension or conflict. I can still vividly remember on the day of our wedding, and he was, as we walked into the church, with soloist Virginia David singing our walk with God and with Penny Jacobs uh, as organist, Angus smiled, looked at both Natalie and me, and said quietly, God is present here. He was a minimalist at heart and an excellent economist who could survive on bare essential, essentials needed for everyday living and also used this money extremely sensibly and always within budget. Something that I should learn to do. <laughs> he loved the freedom of the outdoor life, the beach and nature and would often send us beautiful photos of his holidays at the beaches in South Africa. In the last period of his life, he mentioned that he was planning to move more rural. Perhaps one of the outstanding qualities of Angus was that he was a humble, quiet, peaceful, yet private person and would not harm or offend anyone. He is our Benjamin in the family, the youngest son, who seeks to reconcile rather than divide. He was always swift to celebrate and acknowledge achievements. For example, when my daughter Inga and son Mark both finished their health science and sports science degrees, Angus was very proud of them and over the years always inquired about their well-being. The next verse I would like to share, and the context is here, um, Joseph, the dreamer or the interpreter of dreams from the Bible. And I want to quote here Genesis 42, 20, when Joseph spoke to his uh, brothers. But bring your youngest brother to me and let your words be confirmed, be proved true, and you shall not die. And they did so. Cura Angus, your family is saddened by your son passing and your absence will always be heartfelt within families both in South Africa and New Zealand. Hmm. We trust that God will grant us the strength, wisdom and courage to continue to build on these fine qualities you are blessed with and the exemplary legacy of humility and peace-loving character you upheld and left behind. Rest in peace until we meet again. From Myself, Natalie, Inga and Mark. All of whom are here today with us. Mario, I think it's very appropriate that you've begun uh, with a picture of your brother Angus uh, because it, it uh, grounds us clearly into the, the world that we now live in uh, with uh, this, this co COVID world, your uh, the place that you that you grew up in is deep in the in the in the in the midst of it and in the, uh, the crisis with it at the moment. 
uh, we in New Zealand uh, sometimes talk about ourselves being in a post-COVID era, uh, but we're really not. Uh, and uh, no, nothing has changed because everything could change so quickly uh, in this part of the world too. And we're aware that uh, we could be thrust into, into a second lockdown, we who have been fortunate in New Zealand to only have one. Uh, but the loss of your brother uh, and the loss of other friends and the, uh, the continuing uh, huge loss of life that there is in the world uh, tells us that we, this is the new normal. We will never be, be quite the same. And I appreciate the fact that you've invited me and to share some small aspects of uh, what life has become like for us in this COVID era uh, and what the, the new way of living and new way of working that it's forced us into. So thank you very much. And I also join with your prayer for your brother, the soul of your brother, and your wider family, uh, who are in this very 24-hour period that we're speaking in, are going to commend him into God's keeping. Uh, and so may God bless and keep all of you. And all of those of you who have lost loved ones and are worried about loved ones uh, at this time. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. We're going to move into the next session, which is our main our main um, <clears throat> webinar for today. Now, the title of it, uh, Peter, is "Reading: Reframing Purposeful Thinking for an Interactive Community Movement," and uh, I wrote. More, more than a month ago, I said, how to start your new year with a bang? And gosh, look at my year. How is my year starting? So I've got to be somehow be the example here. Yeah? And uh, and hopefully uh, people would be able to see that, you know, uh, there is life uh, despite all the difficulties that we're having around us. So let's look uh, firstly at how we could uh, structure our a webinar for today. And the promise, uh, Peter, is as you can see there, the whole idea is to gain uh, sort of insights on how to start your new year, learning how to make good decisions. Uh, I've sort of came to the conclusion that there are sort of three types of thinking nodes, <clears throat> which I think we can sort of explore. And Peter can help me there. And how to create smart and hard goals. We all know about goals, goals, but we do we know anything about smart and hard goals? <laughs> and uh, learn how to prioritize, which is uh, probably very important now post-COVID, and the importance of teams and how to move out of your comfort zone, which we have been pushed because of this pandemic for obvious reasons, and then how to create an interactive community movement or customer a movement. So we're going to be pressed for time in this because uh, we have another 10 minutes to go. Yes, yes. yes. So, hopefully so, we can <laughs> so we'll see how far we can how go. How far we get with this. this. Yes. But we will stop by 20 past. Yes. And uh, we, we're going to keep uh, sort of our eyes on the, on the clock. Okay, I'm going to start off because I'm a musician and I, 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 I looked at, I was reading this book on Igor Stravinsky. You know, he's a Russian composer who went later to America. So he's basically American and Russian. And he wrote this, and I thought this was very applicable for this uh, webinar. He, wrote, he said, the need for order 
without which nothing can be achieved, and upon the disappearance of which everything disintegrates. Now all order demands restraint, but one would be wrong to regard that as any impediment to liberty. On the contrary, the style, the restraint, contribute to its development and only prevent liberty from degenerating into license or to chaos. And I thought that uh, that is probably very uh, appropriate for what we are trying to, to do here, uh, because we're trying to reframe our thinking, because we, we're in a new sort of uh, uh, situation. We have to plan around this new so-called normal. And uh, we know about purpose, and we know about thinking, and we're going to try, Peter, to uh, sort of sort of debate a little bit about reframing and purposeful thinking. And feel welcome to just uh, come in uh, wherever uh, you feel you know the need. Mm. So I just want to start off with with reframing because I, I thought when I saw this, what I said, I said to myself, you know, this is quite important for when you want to start. You want to learn to play a, a instrument, music instrument. You want to go study further. You want to start a new job. And very often we 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 don't really reflect on these things. We mm. just we just grab it and it came to us and we just run with it. And we and uh, I think uh, the one thing about this pandemic it, it actually brought us to a sort of a standstill and think about what we are doing and how we do things and and, and so many uh, you know things that we have to do now which we in the past just took for granted mm. and whether it works anymore and whether it works in the new situation yes. and also even people you know. So uh, the the whole concept of free uh, reframing is basically put in a nutshell here. It's a, a therapy technique for mental health. So I think uh, this is this is quite 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 crucial. I think especially after COVID, uh, reframing means to create a different way of looking at things, mm. at, at situations, at people, at uh, relationships, for that matter. Uh, it involves changing the meaning of situation person or relationship. So we need to look at the meaning of things again and looking at the situation from a slightly different perspective. Do you want to come in uh, on, on some of this? Well, do you want, do you want us to, to reflect on uh, the situation that we found ourselves yep, in? Yep, um, yep. Because New Zealand was very quickly thrust into uh, a, a level four lockdown, yep. which was the highest uh, that was available. Um, we found ourselves no longer able to deliver what we thought we were able to deliver in terms of church services uh, and quickly had to uh, rebuild the way that we did things. Um, we went into a situation where we were allowed no more than 10 people at a service or at a funeral or at a wedding. Uh, and so suddenly a congregation of 80 to 100 became impossible. Um, and uh, we, the way that we, if you like, reframed this was we looked to what we already had in terms of technology. Mm -hmm. What we were already doing before COVID was recording our sermons, the spoken presentation of the service, and having that edited and then put on, on a, not a live stream, but put uh, in, a, in a delayed broadcast on our parish Facebook page. So we were already doing that. Yeah. Uh, immediately, we locked down because we had just one week uh, to to adapt uh, to 
the fact that we could no longer have any congregations, could we? <laughs> the people who are here today would not be able to have been here. Uh, and so we, we did the, the really simplest thing we could do. I pressed live stream on Facebook and we went live. Uh, and our, we, we warned our congregation that we we're going to do it. We also sent, sent out the complete order of service that we we're going to use uh, on email. That's one Yes, and tried to harvest as many people uh, into our email postage, postings uh, at, the, at that time uh, and basically broadcast a very simplified service from my lounge <laughs> uh, on Facebook Live. Um, and our viewership, uh, which had been about 80, I think we were getting about 80, weren't we, Phil? Uh, who were, were tuning in weekly to see yes. the sermon uh, delayed form went up immediately the next week to 120, the next week to 240, the next week to 480, and then by Easter week we got 600 uh, watching. Fantastic. Suddenly, where were all these people coming from? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, not only had we had to reframe what we were doing and our, uh, our obligations mm-hmm. and our desires, mm-hmm. uh, but the public were immediately looking for something new. Some smaller churches decided to use Zoom because with one to two dozen people, everybody could tune in right. and talk to each other. Yep. But we were a bigger church than that, yep. and so we, we live-streamed it. So our expectations had, had changed, but our expectations were completely overwhelmed. Fantastic. Uh, and in that time... At, we created a new community, uh, and I think I'm going too fast, too far. Yeah, it's sort uh, of an interactive this. community, which we yes. get to look at yes. later in the, in the program. We, we're here. actually coming yeah. to the end of our 20 yeah. minutes uh, here. Uh, so I don't know how, what you want to draw out of that example, Mario, because that is, that's the, the material that we're working with. That's right. I, I, think, I think just to summarise there, it's, it's the... It's the community, in, in this in this sense, it's, it's your customers. It has grown, so so you actually had a, a pretty much. It sounds almost like more than hundred percent a growth, uh, but but in a short. Uh, it hasn't. Of time. It hasn't lasted. Yeah. Um, since yeah. since yeah. New Zealand opened up again. Okay. Uh, because New Zealand, we are in this we are yeah. in this phony world in New Zealand where we think that everything's normal again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But we're quite under. We're quite expecting that it will. Uh, and we want to, we for instance, improved our technology, That's and right. we're using a live streaming camera now. We've imp- improved the sound uh, that's available. We found that we were yeah. we weren't expecting that yeah. people wouldn't be able to hear it properly. And then basically, you have a different perspective about your your congregation. Our congregation is no longer yeah. our little congregation in a little town in a little country. That's right. We have people all over the world. That's being half us. <laughs> Quite a good insight. Yes. Okay. Thank you. We've got a few minutes, and uh, we're going to sort of, uh, sort of, just uh, sort of summarise what we've done up till now. And uh, uh, we, I think, from the example that uh, the story that uh, Peter was telling, is is that uh, there is definitely uh, a positive growth when we start doing more interactive things. Uh, you know, going online, using all sorts of platforms to improve and to grow our customer base. Mm. Yeah. So the next uh, 
session, which we're going to start, is actually going slower than what we thought it would go. And so we're going to go over for the next, we have a 10 minute break, and then we're going to have a uh, looking at decisions, how to make good decisions. Right. Peter. Okay. Looking forward to that. Thank See you. you in a few minutes. In a few minutes. <laughs> And if you have any comments or suggestions for this program, please contact us at podcast at the Dr. Show.com. Until the next time, kia kite, a wiki.